Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to the story studio oh yeah here we go check it out now okay man we're recording cool so this is the last time we're ever gonna say this Uh-oh. in this way do you want to do it i did it last time Ah, oh, this is the part where i'm not gonna know it after is this episode 49 or 50 this is 49 49 49 yeah welcome to the story studio the podcast for an independent publishing company discusses the world of storytelling independent art and storytelling <laughs> <laughs> close enough it used to be a hell of a lot longer than that but we we, yeah, we got that back for writers filmmakers podcasters, podcasters comic book makers comic book makers anyone looking to tell stories in a modern world uh, and hi i'm your host daniel wilcox and with me is the other host Luke Condor. See, this is sloppy. This is this is a sloppy way to to bow out. But this this is okay. This is uh, I mean, it, you know, it's it's end of the year party. It's the end of the show party. So <laughs> I am people listen like I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> he's high on coke though. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this isn't the last show. This is um basically we've mentioned it last in the last couple of episodes. I think so if you've been listening, you'll know. We are wrapping up this version of this show. Um, we were on about, we've been on about doing it for a little while any, anyway. Mm. Um, we were coming up to episode 50. We did it for two years. We were like, we need a fresh coat of paint. We need to jazz it up a little bit. Get, get. I don't know. Just make know, it fresh. Clean the room. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we put it all together on a budget. We kicked it off kind of not knowing what we were creating and just enjoying what we were doing. And I think... We're we're ready, you know, to to take it to the next level. You know, we've we've had a few cinematic dates. We've we've been out on a few on a few meals. I think now's the time to come back to our place and maybe slip into something <laughs> a little bit more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, we're we're like uh, uh, you know the, the Pokemon. Like I know the Pokemon. Dan. <laughs> what Pokemon? We uh, we've evolved. We're we're going right. from. I thought you meant a specific either, Pokemon. No, well, it depends. So we're like Pikachu and we're evolving into Raichu. Or you could say we're like Pokemon Red becoming Pokemon Crystal. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's a fair jump. Okay. Go. Go. Um, so today, today's episode is going to be just us kind of saying goodbye to, to what the show was and talking about stuff we want to do in the new show and what, what, what I'm looking forward to doing. So before all that, Dan, how's the writing going? Yeah, the writing's going okay. It's um, a lot of reading and a lot of editing. Um, so at the minute, it's just working through edits of book one of my series, um, which I'm coming up to the end of the edits for that. And I'm also uh, sort of a good chunk of the way into book two. So just kind of rolling. But yeah, I've been doing a lot of reading lately, more so than writing, I think, just to kind yeah. of fill up the creative well. Um 
and have a little bit of a break because it's kind of been flat out for the last few weeks. But yeah, enjoying it. How's uh, how's all with chores writings? Yeah, so so I finished editing um, my kind of final draft of um, what's it called, the Frio or or the Turing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's called yet, but that that dystopian horror novel I was writing. And then you know when you finish a, a project or like you sign off on it and you're like I'm done with that now and then you're kind of like half into an, a, the next project <laughs> but you, your mind's not quite there yet you don't want to commit got other things coming up exactly <laughs> you don't want to commit that's it um and then there's also like you know the like podcast production tasks pop like there so there's all like the the daily stuff to do my mind is just goop my mind mm. is completely just gooped out like when, just like an hour ago I sat here on the on my kitchen table getting ready for this and I was like no, just so foggy. It yeah. just feels so foggy right now. Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes you just need that though. It's it's weird, isn't it? Because you kind of feel like what you want to do is finish a project, have a day, and then go into another project. But there's so much yeah. that tries to drag you back into the no, let yourself rest. Or what about this one? What about this one? And it feels yeah. like such a heavy commitment to kind of go straight back into right. This is the next project because what if it's a waste of your time? Which Obviously, if you continue with stuff and you finish it, it's never going to be a waste of your time. But yeah, I completely, I feel you. I feel you. So it was coming up to like the last week of March next week. And I was thinking, okay, so what I'm going to do, <clears throat> it's coming up to the end of the, qu- the first quarter of the year. I've d- actually done quite a lot. I've ticked off nearly half of the stuff I had down for the year. <laughs> so <laughs> so what am I do? Inst- what am I going to do? I'm going to take a week and I'm going to read a load of nonfiction. I'm going to watch a load of like inspiring you know, listen to all my favorite inspiring podcast episodes and um, mm. and get myself back to that sort of refreshed, ready, pumped so up. Sylvester Stallone on the meat sack. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, because we always do this at the end of the year. Like, I'll always take a bit of time uh, to sort of get myself jazzed up again about writing. Um, and I'll go into the start of the year. And then by this time, I'm kind of tired again. So I kind of feel like every <laughs> quarter I need to have a, just a, a quick, maybe three or four days of not worrying about being productive, but filling up the well and uh, getting ready to go again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I completely get that. It's, yeah. um, I think it's just one of the things, I mean, it was in, it might be worth in your nonfiction binge to actually go back through the uh, war of art, Stephen Pressfield, just yeah. because obviously a lot of that's all about um, the the monster that tries to drag you back into the doing nothingness because i think we've we've mentioned this a few times before how easily you can kind of go from i'm going to take a day off to oh my god three weeks has passed and i've done fuck all yeah yeah so, and then you yeah. start to sort of uh, drink and you start to do drugs and then yeah it gives you hell sort of and, the you jitter and you end up in a gutter and that's, yeah. that's that's just a circle of life and i think that's healthy i like how in that book he says something about all abusive relationships, uh, addictions, and stuff can all be traced back to resistance. Like yeah. people just sort of put, putting up what they should be doing, and uh, yeah. and then ended up, you know, doing coke or whatever. I don't it's a very know. deep book. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's good though. It's it. You definitely need to read it at least once a year. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Uh, what else are you reading? Because I know you said you're reading your own work in the edit but are you reading anything else yeah i am i'm kind of at the minute i've realized that i've got six books i'm currently reading according to goodreads that i'm trying to tick off so i've got less that i'm juggling between 
So I've just finished Mark Edwards because she loves me, which was actually a recommendation from my mother. Um, but also when I was in London and I met um, the wonderful Paul Teague and uh, Alison Ingleby, who will be a future guest on the show, who will kind of touch on a little bit about what happened with that interview in a minute, I think, because we need to acknowledge it. Um, yeah. But they they brought up uh, the psychological thriller stylings of Mark Edwards. And um, yeah, the book's fantastic. It's it's racy, it's earthy, it's first person. So you kind of really get gripped into the seat. But then I'm also at the minute reading Simon Sinek's uh, Start With Why and yeah. finished Fahrenheit 451. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah, just a few other ones. So I'm, I'm trying to just, I wouldn't say race through them because I'm yeah. conscious that I don't want to just speed through and not absorb the pros, but trying to sort of just get through my list of the things that I've been reading. But um, Take the box no. without actually absorbing it. I know what you mean. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're all good. So at the minute, it's I'm working through Start With Why as my non-fiction book of this week, which is really, really good. Big fan of Simon Sinek. Yeah, I saw the TED Talk, or maybe it's like a TED equivalent. But yeah, um, yeah. that's he talks about Apple, right? I think that's what he yes. focuses on. It. Yeah, it's really good. Um, makes that, sense. Yeah, it makes so much sense. And it's the kind of thing that it's very easy to forget. Mm. You just end up doing stuff and not... Just because you, especially with like in the self-publishing world where it's constantly like, oh, you need to do Amazon ads, you need to do mailing lists a certain way. There's like constantly new stuff. You kind of always kind of feel like, oh, I need to do that, I need to do that. And then forgetting like why, like what what are you actually aiming to do? Because yeah, yeah. It's, it's easy to get wrapped up in that nonsense. Yeah, and it's when you come down to, I don't know, you spend forever working on your blurb, which I don't know, say an author maybe spent an entire day working on their blurb and while blurbs are obviously important and are a selling point of the book are you spending so much time on that blurb that maybe you're not actually writing which is what you should be doing because you want to be making those steps forward it's it's constantly coming back to why is it are you, why are you currently doing what you're doing is it going to help your bigger why yeah because i think it's, it's similar with planning as well you can spend literally weeks months planning a book but is that actually going to get the book written so that you can hit your financial targets, your personal targets, anything else. What is it you're actually yeah. I mean, Is it good enough? You know what? You know, I think we've talked recently about what a morning routine is where you asked me sort of what my morning to-do list of something I do every single morning is I, I, I do write out in my journal, tell stories that I loved all over the world. And I think that might be like my uh, ground zero why that's yeah. everything sort of stems out from that bottom line, tell stories that I loved all over the world. And you write that every morning. Yeah, it's pretty. Oh, it's fair. pretty ludicrous, actually, when I think about it. But it's almost <laughs> just a habit now. No, to be fair, I'm currently working on um, this. No, this isn't going to be my something cool. I've got something else. But um, yeah, I'm working on uh, getting back onto my bullet journaling, which I did a little bit of last year, and I want to kind of jump back into that. And one of those is putting in regular reminders of what I'm doing, and I'm trying to work out what my big why at the minute is because I want to tell stories. But at the same time, I think personally, my big why is to create a platform in which I can promote and help other authors because I I ran my own business, proofreading, copy editing for two years. And one of the things that I very much found early on with that was that there's no easy way in for people. There's no sort of stepping stone. It's kind of all or nothing. You either know people or you don't. And I want to kind of help bring some people up and make that a bit easier. But I'm kind of fine tuning that at the minute. Yeah. So How go. long have you been writing down that statement for that you want to 
Maybe two, three years. Wow. Think, yeah, think about that, something like that. Um, for example, ladies and gentlemen. Start with why. <laughs> Literally mm. start the morning every day with why. Um, yeah. Right, so uh, big whoops. Have you got one? Whoop. You just mentioned it just then. Yeah, but that's not what I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for uh, that we have proofed and put forward to review the audiobook version of They Rot. So after what has been many, many months of being in the works with um, one of our wonderful narrators from the other stories, Justin Fife, we have finally sent off the audiobook version of They Rot to uh, ACX to be finalized and hopefully published in the next few days, um, which I was actually going to ask you about. How long do they normally take to go live? Because you've had experience mm, with this before. I think it took about a week before. This was a yeah. couple of years ago now. Though. Yeah, it's been, what, two, three days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's quite exciting. That'll be my first audiobook and also my first one with you. <laughs> yeah. So um, we obviously have quite a big fiction audience with the other stories. So I'm actually quite curious to see how well this translates into possible sales. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've, yeah we've, kind of... we've got audio fiction fans, so let's see mm. if they like it. Yeah, yeah, give it a go. Yeah. Uh, what's yours? Uh, I've kind of got a couple. I mean, so when I left London and moved to Manchester, one of the big things that I kind of missed was that in London, there's always decided there's always something going on. So there's always like a weird little film festival or you can always go to a cinema and find obscure genre films that you don't see in the big screen anywhere else. Um, and as we moved to Manchester, I kind of missed that. But then, and I, I think I was at the point where I was kind of almost complaining about it. I was like, why isn't any, I'm going to have to do something myself. I'm going to put on my own film festival or something. Um, and then out of nowhere, Starburst magazine were like, we're putting on a free film festival, film festival number like 40 quid, a free film festival. And it's going to be, obscure genre films and it's going to be <laughs> in media city in the the building next door to where i work i was like they've made oh, wow. the exact thing that i want <laughs> wanted <Yeah>. so <laughs> see if you want anything hard enough you just wish in it happens. exactly yeah um so I, ma- I managed to go in and watch the um uh altered states by ken the ken russell film uh tremors on the big screen if you've seen tremors dan it's uh no i've heard of it it's like the little worm things graboid worms that uh attack people and eat people. It was a really, really fun mm. b creature feature with Kevin Bacon. It's really good. And what else did <laughs> I watch? I watched the, oh yeah, I watched a film called A Boy and His Dog. And it's um, it's a post-apocalyptic story, very sort of Mad Max sort of world about a boy and his, he's got a dog and he's got the telepathic um, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> communication with his dog. And I was like, where did this idea of a, a man and a dog in a post-apocalyptic world come from? What is it? Why is that such a pervasive idea? I I honestly don't know, but you it do makes see it sense. A lot. That it just makes it kind of. I kind of feel like when you're young and you're a boy and you've got a dog and like you don't have all the responsibilities of of work and bills and council tax stuff. I kind of feel like people, men, kind of want to go back to that. They kind of want mm. the world to end so they could just walk around with their dog and not worry about council really... tax. Yeah, I think there's something a bit. Um... I don't know, like fairy tale in it. Obviously, a dog is the closest thing you can have to a friend that can't speak back. It would be a little bit different yeah. if it was a boy and his buddy named Clive. Yeah. Like, it doesn't quite have the same ring because you, you like that mystique of the fact that a dog can't talk back to you. So you are still technically alone, but yeah. you're clinging on to the last dregs of companionship. 
Yeah, um, yeah, no, maybe, maybe, yeah. <laughs> well, no. So in in this film of Bonnie's dog, it's um, there's like no, there's hardly any women left alive in this on, in this world, and um, the guy really wants to get laid, so he uh, he gets his dog to sniff out women for him. That's like the whole idea. I'm so glad you said women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he he finds this woman, and his woman starts trying to change him, and. Uh, and at, at some point, you're not going to watch it because it's a real film. I, I doubt you can even find it very easily. But the dog yeah. gets in a fight, and the dog's dying and it's starving. Um, and the guy's like really upset. And the woman's like, "Leave the dog now. It's you know you need to move on with your life." And he kills the woman and feeds her to the dog to get him healthy again. <laughs> that's how it, that's how it ends. <laughs> it ends with them like barbecuing this woman and like eating it. And then they, and then they walk <laughs> off to like. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I was the only Holding one it walks the credits roll as they walk off and they're laughing with each other to this like country music. And I was like, oh, wow. I, I found it like really hilarious because it just came out of nowhere. I so like, <laughs> <laughs> the guy, the guy won't give up his dog for, for woman. I like it. Um, did that felt like a satisfying ending. <laughs> it did at the time. Yeah. Like the woman, she, she wasn't, it wasn't like a built to be, she wasn't a nice person. Like she was, she was a bit of a villain throughout the film. So, it, it did make sense in the story. It's, it's just one big joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. Um, okay, so <clears throat> that's a big one. Oh, the other big one I was just going to say is um, I found an author that I really, really like uh, called Robert R. McCammon. He, um, okay. Back in the day, in the 80s, during the big horror fiction boom, there was Stephen King, Dean Koontz, and then apparently the third guy was always Robert McCammon. Uh, he was never as big as those guys, but he was always kind of loved. Um, and then in the early 90s, he gave up publishing because... He couldn't, he was kind of forced to just publish horror fiction and he didn't want to do it anymore. He was like, I want to do a historical fiction. I want to do fantasy fiction. So then they were like, no, you can't do that. So he gave up and he came back 20 years, maybe I don't know, between 10 and 15 years later or something, he came back and started publishing again. So I've just been reading some of his work and reading some of his short stories now called Blue World. And he's a really, if you're looking for another author that isn't king, but, you know, does that kind of, uh, genre stuff really, really well. Robert Armour Cameron is, is a guy to go to. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Wow, the yeah. hardcover of his book is £60. Which one is that? Blue World. Oh, Blue World, yeah. Um, I think I've seen... Ke- to the list. I think he's one of Keelan Patrick Burke's favourite authors as well. I've seen his, his reviews on Goodreads. Okay. Oh, fantastic. There you go. Yeah. So we better wave goodbye to 
the story studio. The story studio is no more. We're burning it down. <laughs> to the ground. Just to um, clarify for people as well, we will still stay on this podcast feed. We'll just update all the names and um, all the corresponding artwork, but you will still have access to the full backlist here. You won't have to do anything. Just stick with us. Um, yeah. It'll just be a little bit of a change in format and a bit of a change of, of name and color. Yeah. So maybe we should, we should start by saying why we're changing the name. Um, and I mentioned before that <laughs> I mentioned before because um, we were, you know, wanted a fresh coat of paint, but then like, we were kind of um, nudged a little bit along as one of our favorite podcasts changed its names to something very similar. Um, very, very similar. So we were like, okay, well, that's kind of like, you know, the writing's on the wall then. So we should, we should change now. It's kind of like when you're a couple of months away from picking which university you're going to go to and then your parents announce they're moving anyway. Yeah. So you're like, we were kind of heading this way anyway, but it kind of gives that extra boost. And to be fair, we we have big respect for the people that are also going for a very similar name. Um, and we kind of wish them the best of luck with it. But I'm, I'm very, very excited about actually um, just giving it a bit of a refresh. Like you say, we've been doing it for two years, nearly. It's just kind under of two years, yeah. 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 Um, and I think, I think you'll agree that we've kind of, we're kind of finding a bit more of our vibe with this new updated refresh. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that was my least confident answer ever. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, uh, I think so. I had a, a group of iron brew and, uh, you know, you get a, an iron brew burp, burp. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be as classy as ever. Um, but we will be looking at uh, ways to try and draw you guys in a bit more. One of the things that me and Luke are very, very keen to do is to get a lot more community involvement, get some more of your questions in. Obviously, one of the benefits of this podcast is we do speak to a lot of pretty incredible talent. Um, and we want you guys to ask questions. We want to be able to put your stuff forward, get more of your insights, a bit more of your input, and uh, start feeding you into the show more. So um, yeah. we've got a few ways we're going to do that. But I also don't want to steal the show from your notes. So if I'm... No, no, it's well, the same thing. So, <laughs> I was going to say what I, we mentioned earlier on Slack was we want to sort of focus on like community and sort of building a club, mm. sort of uh, a club of people telling stories and not just writers and not just not just self publishers, you know, traditional publishers, filmmakers, uh, game developers, and that kind of thing. Um, I've been talking to a guy recently who is making who wants to make interactive fiction, so that'd be interesting to maybe talk to people who are doing that kind of thing um, just to mm. get. Um, you know, get a whole there's a whole wealth of people out there that we want to talk to. Um, yeah, and I think when we first kicked off, our our why at that point was we started the podcast originally so that it, we we've never lied about it. It's always been quite selfish intentions. We wanted to speak to other people. We wanted to network. We wanted to create a show while we were learning from pros. At the same time, we give people the opportunity to listen to that. And I think in 2.0, that is twisted a little bit more into the whole community vibe. So while yeah. we'll still be speaking to some top-notch talent um it will very much be more about hearing from you getting getting your voice involved because we do a lot with the other stories um which in case anyone doesn't know that's our other podcast check it out um but in terms of feeding in comments reviews things from that that people get in touch and say but we want more of that we we, we love hearing from you guys yeah one of my favorite podcasts is um is the movie crypts and they do uh, every week they do uh, hollywood therapy uh, where they get people to 
the audio commenters sort of sending stuff that's like concerning them or, you know, if they're having issues with the writing or something that they'd send in a question. And then the two main hosts and the guests will have a little conversation about, you know, ways that they can fix that. A bit of a, mm. what do you used to call those things in newspapers? <laughs> you know, where they, um, dear, like a dear, dear, dear Susan. Aunt. Oh, dear agony aunt. aunt. Agony aunt. Yeah, yeah. So something like that, but like, uh, you know, storytelling related. I'd like to get something like that going. Yeah, 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 definitely. I think I heard on um, a couple of the Tim Ferriss podcasts where he'll just have live questions. It'll feed between his guests and himself. Yeah, it's kind of cool. But well, yeah, more more of that good stuff. Also, keeping in the idea of like club mentality. What about getting like stickers? You know, people can put on their laptops and stuff and say, you know, uh, you know, I'm a part yes. of the club. <laughs> part of the club. T-shirts as well. We mentioned that. Club. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so we're looking at um we're looking at merch we're looking at sort of offering more of what we do to you guys um because like i say i, f- I feel like we've we've got some good inputs we've got some good insights we speak to some awesome people so yeah. let's draw y'all in and i think t-shirts are a really cool way to go too. t-shirts stickers you know what else mugs mugs i kind of feel like if you posters you... <laughs> like um... stress balls yeah some sort of like mug that has like inspirational message on it or something not the one that i mm. you know i've had the one for two, like three years <laughs> now the one that says keep going you shits and that's inspired me for a long time but you know yeah i think that's my favorite mug ever <laughs> um so yeah if, if you know if any of this stuff is like people listening they go i want a sticker i want to be part of the club then let us know and we'll put you down <laughs> um boom what else? So, but I better go from my notes quickly. Uh, I think we're. Have we announced a new title yet? Are we no. doing that now? Are we doing that? May as well do it now. Should we do it no. now? Yeah. Cool. Over to you. Well, we're going to call it Hawk and Cleaver's Massive Storytelling Podcast. It's a bit of a play on. As voted for. As voted for by people in the Facebook group. But um, it's a bit of a play mm. on my old podcast, uh, Luke's Massive Storytelling Podcast thing. Um, and then the story studio had a bit of that vibe and then now we've reclaimed it. And I think it's, it makes sense. I think, right. Yeah. To be fair, I think when we first started, um, I, I was listening to your podcast and you, did you carry it on a little bit while we were still doing the story studio to begin with, or had you sort of dropped it by that point? point. I tried to do a few page as a Patreon thing. I tried to do a few episodes and that, but I was like, why am I doing this? The story studio is kind of where I'm, it felt like doing the same thing yeah. twice. Twice. Yeah. 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 And to be fair, it's a lot more enjoyable for me. I can imagine. Um, cause I can't imagine doing a whole show just by myself, but, mm. um, it's much more enjoyable kind of doing it with someone else. And I think that, I think that we've got a lot of the same thoughts, uh, a lot of the same mentalities. We vary slightly on the different guests, which I think is good. Um, and it does kind of, it makes sense to do a little nod back to the roots of, of where it all began, which was obviously when you picked up the mic, what was that? Three, four years ago. Yeah. Something like that. Three years. In fact, I think it was three years ago, pretty much exactly. And wasn't that podcast pretty much the roots of Hawk and Cleaver? Yeah. It's because, so from that podcast, uh, Ben Harrington got in touch with me and then, I helped him publish his first little short story on, on Kindle and then Skip, Matt Butcher did the same thing. And then we started to publish together. We were like, why not 
you know, put a brand behind it, a name behind it, Hawk and Cleaver. And then Dan came on from there. Yes, yeah, so it all kind of started from that podcast. There you go. There you go. Perfect. Hawk and Cleaver, this massive storytelling podcast. Yeah. Uh, so trivia, Dan. Would you like some trivia? I love trivia. I got... Was that the first question? Yeah. You got it right. Okay. And the uh, second yes. question. Which, which episode <laughs> is our most downloaded episode of the Story Studio? Oh, I felt like I knew this. Is it the episode with Michael Andley? It is. And I thought you'd get that one right. So I thought, all right, let's, uh, let's make this a little bit more difficult. Not sure oh, up the difficulty yeah. level. Our second most downloaded episode. Yeah, Michael's got a big fan base. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Our second most downloaded episode. What are you thinking? Who was the guest on that one? I mean, my gut would go towards another Michael Andale associate, mm. but I think I'm going to go for Nick Cole. I'm afraid not. It was John Cronshaw. Oh, for real? Yeah, he's a second most downloaded episode. Fantastic. Okay, and the final question. Good old John. Met him in London. The final question for the money, for the prize money. Uh, <laughs> to be allowed the spot of co-host on the massive storytelling studio. Uh, you know what? I forgot what the actual answer is. Let me just have a <laughs> quick look. Uh, <laughs> Insert ad break. <laughs> okay, I'm ready to go. What was episode 25? So what was the halfway point about looking <laughs> at the uh, at the feed as I've just done about getting that up? <laughs> Episode twenty five. I'm listening for typing. Okay. If I hear you typing any, points <laughs> will be deducted. Um, oh, that's difficult. So 25, episode 25, episode 25. I'm trying to think of all the all the guests. We've had, had a load. <laughs> we've had quite a lot. I will shoot for... Uh... <laughs> will it be John Late and Chris Sides? Mm, wonder where they were. Uh, so, no, it's not that one. It was, it was yeah, editing for Indies earlier. with Clark Chamberlain. Oh, I don't know what club. episode that. Oh, it, that was episode five, that one that you're thinking of. No, it wasn't. No, no. Well, it, I was it, well off. Completely wrong there. But um, it was it was pretty early on though. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Who is a? I don't know if we were supposed to say this, but who? What's been your most enjoyable interview? I think the ones that I really like are the ones where I'm kind of super nervous going in because it feels like I've achieved something. And we come out on the other side. Um, <clears throat> mm. So the the most recent one with Nick Cutter, because I'm a, like a big fan of Nick Cutter's work, especially now I seem to be very much into it. Um, so Nick Cutter one was really good. I enjoyed talking to mm. Harry Sheriff. You weren't on that one. That's the only one, only to have done on my own. It just just because yep. um, it was incredibly relaxed because I'd met him in person. And it just felt like I just we were continuing the conversation in person. Um, That's just a barrier yeah, exactly. down. There, what about it? you? I think I'll put the disclaimer on and say that I've obviously loved every interview that we've had um, in terms of the guests that have come on, appreciate their time, and just the lessons that we've learned. Um, 
I'd say the one that sticks with me most, well, there are two that kind of stick with me most. The first one's Garrett Robinson. Um, that was crazy. Because, yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, um, pretty much because for me, he was sort of the first big star that I'd spoken to on sort of an author-to-author level. Um, and he's doing some fantastic stuff now with his with his um, Nightblade epic. I say now, he's still doing some awesome stuff. Um, and then the other one was uh, Keelan, Keelan Patrick Burke. Um, purely because I don't think I ever expected to be psychoanalyzed on a live podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I like I like this sort of episodes because yeah, it was just I, a humble, very honest interview. Yeah. I feel like sometimes with, with these sort of interview podcasts, it can become very like here's a standard set of questions. Let's go through the runner and uh, mm. you know come out the other side. But like I like the ones where it feels like we're learning and growing at the same time, and we're discussing sort of bigger ideas that need to be like we need to dig into a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i yeah. think it's i don't know there's something it's gonna sound really corny there's something magic about podcasting um but literally if you look at how lucky we are to be able to speak across continents to people through devices in our computer i mean if we didn't have computers me and you probably well there's no way we'd be hosting this no <laughs> i don't know how that would even work well clearly wouldn't even be a thing without internet <clears throat> nope I'd be sat yeah. at home bored playing game <laughs> so i just going to say we did my biggest set, uh, pet peeve of this this show has been Skype like if Skype's not been like going all digital <laughs> then sort of the signal sort of disappearing <clears throat> for, for, for some reason um, so, I don't know why that is because sometimes we talk to people like Nick Cutter, the signals with that, he's in Canada. That was amazing. That was the best signal I think we've ever had. And then we're yeah. talking to someone in like, uh, you know, in England, the other side of England. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. He <laughs> sort of melts. But so Skype has been a big pain. And we did record an episode with, we've recorded two episodes, full hour long episodes, where for some <laughs> reason the, the recording software we use, part of Skype, has just decided to, to not work just like corrupted the file when it's like you can't get anything out of it um so it's done that twice for no reasons we should be on episode 51 yeah. so twice out of i think i've done about recorded about 130 you know episodes worth of podcast now so twice out of those 130 isn't too bad but still it, it's it's a pain in the ass yeah yeah and just to nod back because i think i mentioned it briefly in the intro as well the this episode was also supposed to be an interview with um Alison Ingleby, who is a dystopian uh, fiction writer, who we will be getting back on to have another interview with um, at a later date. But yeah, good old good old Skype and Skype recording corruption just meant that that's kind of out the window. But um, apologies, Ali, if you're listening, but we'll, we will get you back on and we'll have another chat. Yeah, and we are, we're also going to be moving on to, potentially moving on to a different service software, mm. you know, sort of thing that might be more suited to what we're doing so we'll see how that goes yeah yeah it's exciting <clears throat> okay so you know when we move over to the new name dan are we going to episode one again or are we just going to go episode 50 i think we should go one you think we should be a complete fresh start what do you think oh, i don't i don't mind <laughs> i <honestly laughs> don't mind yeah, because I mean, we can go for one, which obviously is the fresh start, or go for the carry on so people can obviously see there are a lot more episodes associated. But I'm kind of 
I'm easy. I think one makes more sense. Um, yeah. But. Okay. Yeah, so let's just I'm go to episode it. one then. Yeah. Yeah. Done. That's a storytelling podcast, episode one. Yeah. Um, so what might be nice actually is if people are listening and they do want to either jump into our Facebook group, which is facebook.com, and then you can either search for Hawk and Cleaver or it's just forward slash groups, forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Um, and just either pop us a comment, drop us a message, and let us know what your favorite parts of the show are slash were. Um, because I know we're keeping a couple of the elements that we enjoy from this one. So, for example, the quick fire round will be staying. Um, and, yeah, if there's anything particularly that you guys liked, you want to see more of, if there's anything that you didn't like that you're like, well, fuck that, let's get rid of that, um, then let us <laughs> yeah. know and we can because it's all it's all good to go we've got we've got a format in mind it's going to be a bit more um a bit more structured like we say a bit more community based so uh, it'll be good to get your guys's input and get that started yeah sounds good all right guys i think that's the end of this show yeah let's not milk it for what it's worth but we will see you on the other side at hawk and cleaver's massive storytelling podcast We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Story Studio Podcast. Still hungering for some podcast goodness? Then why not check out our other show, The Other Stories. Oh, and did you know, every time you leave us a review in the iTunes store, a puppy is born. Cute, eh? Anyway, toodle pip. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen.